This is the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers, helping you prioritize your health, happiness and well-being so that you can thrive in the classroom and in life. I'm your host, Ellen Ronalds Keane, reminding you that you're a person first and a teacher second and you are allowed to look after you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast and this little bonus episode all about seven strategies for looking after your well-being in lockdown because many, many, many of you are in lockdown right now and have been in lockdown for weeks again. And the, you know, the stress of that, the challenge of that, the uncertainty of not knowing when that's going to end on top of the uh, massive workload of having to switch to remote learning, online learning, home-based learning, whatever it looks like in your school, um, it's a lot. And I just want to recognize that. And if no one has said this to you yet today, I want you to know that you're doing a good job. You're doing a really good job in really challenging circumstances. And I want to acknowledge that. And I and I hope that you can take a moment to just pause and, and pat yourself on the back because I know that it can sometimes feel like you're not getting all the things done because there's so many things on the to-do list and we just keep focusing on the things that are left still to do. But I just want you to recognize the achievement of just getting through the day in this situation um, with all the challenges and the uncertainty and the workload that you're facing. So I see you teachers and I want to say, well done. And Obviously, um, I, I coach teachers from all over Australia, virtually via the magic of the internet, um, and the challenges of lockdown and remote learning have been a really common topic of discussion in my coaching sessions with teachers in recent weeks and really all year because I have a handful of teachers that I work with in Victoria and they've obviously been in and out of this for far too long now. Um, but so it's a it's been a common topic of discussion and there are some things that some commonalities some common threads that my coaching clients have been mentioning that have been helpful for them in in keeping their heads above water in lockdown or just helping them feel a bit better even on the bad days Um, and I wanted to share some of those tips with you that they have shared with me or the strategies that they have shared that have been working for them I also obviously want to preface this with saying that survival is okay too. If if just getting through the day and doing what you've got to do to get through the day is all you've got energy for right now, that's totally fine. So take what works from this list and then leave the rest. Number one, um, the the number one strategy that some of my coaching clients have said has been very helpful for them is sticking to a routine because when you're, especially if you're working from home and maybe you don't have other people in the house with you as well, um, it can be really easy for those regular routines, the sleep cycles, um, the, you know, the meals at regular times to kind of go out the window. So trying to keep to usual routines 
as much as possible is very important or, you know, this is what my clients have reported saying it's very helpful for them, keeping their bedtimes and wake-up times normal, sticking to the usual schedule of trying to do some exercise at the same time as you normally would, even if maybe it's different, you can't get to the gym or you can't go to that, you know, netball game, but trying to incorporate some exercise into your day, some movement um, and hobbies, uh, whether they be leisure activities or um things that you do normally with other people that maybe you can try and tweak to do it at home, uh, trying to keep them on on the schedule where possible. Uh, obviously, it's not always possible. Um, and just keeping some kind of normalcy with those routines. So, resisting the temptation to stay up super late just because you can and to sleep in until, you know, five minutes before you have to be on Zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever the um, the online learning system that your school is using, you know, resisting that temptation to let those routines go because because you can um but sometimes that can send us a little bit backwards um with with the well-being because we start to lose connection to um that sense of what is usually regular and and normal about our life and also trying to keep up with some of those just the regular habits that you would normally do um can help to maintain well-being even if things if you don't feel like you're making much progress or you still feel like crap basically because it's a crap situation, um, keeping those routines in place has been um, said to be really helpful. The second one is to incorporate something to look forward to every day if possible. So something big, something small, um, something that's just for you, something that maybe you can do with others um, in your household or digitally, if you're connecting with others digitally, you know, trying to mix it up, um, having something to look forward to each day uh, and each week, you know, whether or not you're planning it day at a time or you're planning a whole week in advance, to mix it up to try and combat that feeling of Groundhog Day. Um because that is, you know, it is common. So having something to look forward to, like in general in life, is a really important uh, aspect of of living a good life. And and um, we still want to incorporate that even more intentionally into lockdown life, if possible. Um, but again, as big or as small uh, as it can be, something that you would look forward to doing uh, to have on the on the list of things that you you're going to be doing each day. The third one is to take a break from social media if you're noticing that it's really having a negative impact on your mood. So maybe you are doom scrolling um, or comparison scrolling or just getting sucked into uh, the kind of 24-hour news cycle where there isn't necessarily any new information but you just keep refreshing to try and find out if there will be any announcements yet. Um and it's okay absolutely to take that break from social media and from regular media. I mean, obviously, you need to stay informed about, you know, restriction uh, updates and that sort of thing. But to, you know, limit who you follow on social media, use that hide or mute button. You can mute people for 30 days if they're... Um, you know, if what they're posting, if you notice it's it's stressing you out or making you feel negative, more negative than you uh, want to feel. Um, and it's okay to check out of social media altogether. 
whether or not that's a temporary decision or a, a long-term decision, it's absolutely okay. Like be really um, check in with yourself and see whether or not you feel better or worse after a session on so- social media and, and notice whether or not you're reaching for it as a as a numbing activity, you know, like to numb the feelings um, and to while away the time when you could maybe be using that time for um, something a little bit more proactive, maybe connecting with people uh, on a deeper level, ringing somebody up or um, having a, a conversation over Zoom or even just texting somebody so that you're actually having a bit more of a deeper connection than scrolling and liking their posts on on social. So take a break from social media if that sounds right for you. The next one is to get outside if you can every single day. Um, It helps even if it's just getting into your driveway for some fresh air and a bit of a change of scenery and to stretch your legs for, you know, five minutes. There is so much evidence um, to speak to the the power that fresh air and nature and, um, you know, the natural world has on our health and well-being whether or not you are able to get to a park or, you know, some kind of bushland or nature, that may not be possible for you with restrictions in your area, Um, but it might be possible. And if it is, I highly encourage you to do that um, if you can, but even if you can't, just to, to get some fresh air and to get some sunshine into your, you know, eyes early in the morning is always a really powerful habit. Um, But getting outside helps even if it is just into your driveway. If you can get outside every day, it is good for you. Um, And, you know, my clients have said that that's those, especially the ones that are able to get to a, you know, a park or some bushland um, have said that's been really, really helpful for them. The next one is to express the feelings that you're having (laughs) and actually recognize it that you're having feelings and that all the feelings are okay. Um, It's, you know, it's important to find a safe and a healthy way to express the myriad feelings that are probably coming up for you right now. Like, yes, there might be um, a lot of anger and frustration and disappointment um, and sadness uh, and maybe overwhelm. You might also be feeling a bit that like kind of a complicated bittersweet mix of feelings. You know, I know that for some people lockdown is actually kind of easier because it, um, it, it provides a bit of a buffer between them and the world. You know, one of my coaching clients um, said that, you know, it, it, uh, it's a bit of a break from the bombardment of the uh, emotional labor of being in the classroom all day with a particularly challenging class. So it, it can be a real mix of feelings and it's it's great to be able to find a safe and healthy way to express that mix of feelings. Um, you know, journaling, talking it out, ex- exercise is a great one as well just to, you know, move, move the energy through your body. Um, just give yourself permission to feel I think is really, really important. And so that's a good one to take on board. The next one is wherever possible and, and obviously keeping in mind that you need to have the capacity to do this, um, help others, 
helping others is good for us um, and it boosts our mood. It's been proven to do so. So checking in on others in your um, family and friendship circle as well as your colleagues um, and, of course, your students and offer support if you can, you know, again, if you have the capacity to do so. It helps you stay connected, which we know is so important in these disconnected times, but it does boost mood. And so this is an important one personally and professionally. Um, I've been really heartened to see some of my group coaching clients, you know, sharing teaching resources and connecting with each other um, in a professional sense. And, of course, then, you know, it might look like checking in on your neighbours or um picking up groceries for somebody if, uh, you know, they're unable to get to the shops, um, you know, maybe that's your grandma or your neighbour or, you know, somebody in your life that you can help out in a, in a really practical way or it might be just lending an ear to um, a friend or a colleague or a family member who is also having a tough time right now. So helping others is, you know, not only to stay connected but it also really does have a, a a measurable benefit to your mood and your well-being. So if you have the capacity to do that right now, that is another suggestion from um, me but also from some of my coaching clients have said that's been really helpful for them as well. Um, and the final uh, tip from my list is to have loads of self-compassion because this is a tough time, absolutely, um, and it's okay if you're finding it tough uh, and, you know, be kind to yourself, especially with your self-talk um, and especially if you're feeling like you're not feeling your best right now, you're not feeling particularly resilient, that's okay. You don't have to be feeling amazing. Um, you don't have to soldier on and pretend like everything's, you know, peachy keen when it's hard. Um, allow yourself to acknowledge if you're finding it hard and give yourself that gift of self-compassion because it's so so important and I know that so many teachers are actually really hard on themselves um, and set you know very high expectations for themselves and then really beat up on themselves when they feel like they haven't met those expectations but self-compassion um, actually helps us it helps us just feel better for one and it often then you know as a result helps us do better because we're not spending all our energy beating ourselves up so I'll just run through that list again of seven strategies for looking after your well-being in lockdown. Number one, keep to a routine. Number two, plan something to look forward to daily. Number three, take a break from social media. Number four, get outside, get some fresh air. Number five, express that mix of feelings that come up for you um, and give yourself permission to express those feelings and acknowledge them. Number six, help others if you have the capacity to do so. And number seven is to give yourself loads and loads of self-compassion in this, you know, challenging time. And I have a couple more bonus suggestions that were um, fed through on social media. So um, one suggestion was to go for a walk at lunchtime rather than um, – like trying not to sit still all day. If you're having to sit in front of the computer all day, get up and move your body, um, making sure that you, you know, are not just sedentary all day, but 
taking an opportunity if you've got a lunch break um, or a couple of mini mini breaks throughout the day to move your body. So that was one great suggestion from social media. Um, another one was to check in with your colleagues just the same as you would if you were at school. So really make a point to, again, along that sort of line of keeping with routines, if you would normally be checking in with people in a certain way, try and remember to do that. Um, just just because you're uh, not at school doesn't mean you can't still find ways to do that. And then the last one, which I thought was really cool, was um, one person shared on social media that their gym is setting them a challenge every day because um, obviously they can't go to the gym, um, but setting them a challenge every day to take a photo of something that starts with a different letter. So when they go out for their walk, they're kind of, looking at the world in a different way because they're looking for things that start with M or looking for things that start with P. And it just kind of, uh, I just think it's a fun, cool idea. And I love that it's um, something that any of us could do. So you could set that up just within your within your staff group um, or maybe with your family, have a little uh, WhatsApp thread or a messenger thread or something where you pick a letter for the day and uh, share your photos at the end of the day. I just think that's a nice little idea. So if you are in lockdown right now, even if you're not, I mean, I think these are generally good well-being tips, but if you're in lockdown right now, really uh, these are proven or <laughs> road tested by uh, at least some of my clients and I hope you'll find them helpful. Hang in there. It's hard, but it's not forever. You're doing a brilliant job. And um, as always, remember you're a person first and a teacher second, and you're so worthy of your own care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Teacher Wellbeing Podcast brought to you by Self-Care for Teachers. If you've enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe in your chosen podcast player so you don't miss an episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, hit the three dots, share it to your Facebook or Instagram stories and let your friends know that you're listening. And if something in this episode made you think about a teacher that you care about and you think they need to hear it, send it to them now. Let's spread the message of teacher wellbeing and together we can create thriving school communities. Show notes for the podcast can be found at www.selfcareforteachers.com.au forward slash podcast. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram using the handle at selfcareforteachers. As always, remember you're a person first and a teacher second and you are worthy of your own care.